Welcome to For Your Amusement, where we discuss theme parks around the country, all for your amusement. I am here with my friends, Nolan and Nick. Guys, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. And when we're recording this, it is August 31st, which means <laughs> we are two months away from from Halloween. And that can only mean one thing. Halloween Horror Nights is about to be upon us. I was uh, I was thinking about candy to be honest, but um, sure. I mean we could we could go with uh, horror nights as well. Well, friends, if your fans are being frightened, today is a foreboding day. A, a good frighten, a good they, yeah, a, uh, the fun kind. Today is the cast member preview of Halloween Horror Nights, the thirtieth anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights, which is absolutely insane. Um. I am very excited for this event. Now, people have been posting stuff on Twitter about, uh, I guess, the kind of un- taking the sheath off and seeing what's what. I haven't really checked much because I'm not really a social media guy, but Nolan, what have you seen so far? Good news, bad news, terrible news? Um, I mean, it is the first, not officially the first night. I mean, you can call it the first night. Um, there's a lot of stuff flying around, so it's uh, a lot to keep up with. We're recording it around 10 o'clock tonight. Um, so, I mean, there's obviously going to be way more stuff as the night goes on. But uh, as of right now, a lot of stuff has uh, been pretty positive, which is obviously a great sign. Um, there's a lot of great uh, reviews coming in with the uh, two scare zones with, the uh, I think, Crypt TV and the one in the New York section, which is, I forget the name of it. Um, they, yeah, yeah, that might have been it. Um, but uh, the houses also, um, great things. Um, there's a lot of, lot of great reviews coming from the uh, um, Wicked Growth house, mm-hmm. which is with the pumpkins and all that. It's been a, a big hit so far. And uh, there's also with the uh, the show, too. Um, they're talking about how it's, like, one of the best shows they've seen in Horror Nights in general, which is a big-ass film. So. Captain of Villains was a pretty good show, so I'm pretty uh, interested to see how they can one-up that. Um, I kind of predicted Wicked Growth as being a top house, and there's always an original that pops out. Uh, I saw a couple pictures that you sent me, Nolan, of the scare – I guess it would be the New York scare zone by the mummy, and the costumes actually look really cool. Um, yeah, it was like Daft Punk. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. The uh, – um, what do you call it? Reflective shields and whatnot. Um, I don't know. Every, everything that you were you were sending me, the videos especially – Sometimes you just see a video and you can just smell the video, and I could just mm-hmm. through it. It's like it's like a, a home cooked apple pie. It's just the icing on the cake. Uh, speaking of houses, though, uh, this year they recently, what was it, a few days ago, they decided they were going to put mm-hmm. plexi within the houses. But I did see something saying that it's not covering every boo hole, every actor. Did you see that? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. All right. So first off, you you have an ex- I have I've experienced what it's like with that. But what are your what's your opinion on that? that um. Are you bummed so, about? 
I I can't tell until I actually do it, you know? It's sort of one of those things. Um, but in my opinion, um, I think the best thing for the Hulk, it's tough because I want to be a little bit selfish and say uh, nothing. But then on the other hand, it's like safety and, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's a little bit hard, but um, I don't know. I would say with having it, it does help the the lines and people wanting to come through. But on the other hand, I think it was definitely possible to just keep it as it is and just uh, require a mask on. I know it's not really possible because you're in the house. It's dark. You can't enforce it like that much. But, you know, like also I saw a bunch of people in the pictures tonight. They were wearing masks as, as well uh, walking into the house. So, I mean – uh, as long as it's not too bad, I know when Nick went last year, I mean, he said it affected it a, a decent amount, but apparently they, it's not all plexiglass. It's like a, I forget exactly what they said it, what it was, but um, hopefully it doesn't affect it too much. And I mean, if it works and helps protect people more, I mean, I'm cool with that. So, so I, I've said this before on the podcast, but. For those of you who haven't heard, I went last year when they brought three house. Well, it was two when I went because the Beetlejuice house hadn't been opened. But I walked through the Canary house and the Bride house with the plexiglass installed, and it ruins. It, I wouldn't say ruins. That's not really the right, the right word, but. It it shows you the scare before it happens, obviously, because you know there's a giant. It's it's like the elephant in the room; you can't miss it. <laughs> light reflects off the glass. Um, the way that they did it when I went is they had a guy. This was a kind of a strange way to explain this, but they had a guy with a cut off pool noodle that would put his arm down like a gate and make sure that the party in front of you separated and cleared the room before you could go in, which was kind of cool because you got every scare within the room, which you know bonus. But having the plexiglass was definitely a big deterrent from the full experience. Now, saying that this is vinyl, what I'm envisioning, because I haven't really read up on this much, and I probably should before I speak, <clears throat> here we are. I'm envisioning a thin slat, sort of like you see in like uh, like swing doors for kitchens where they just push, <clears throat> you know, keep like flies out and stuff like that. I'm I'm envisioning that, but one piece that's very thin. So if it's like that, that's well, that's okay. I don't think light would play too much with that. Now, if it's plexiglass, we got a problem. But obviously, there's going to be videos that come out, and we're going to see what's what. So I'm kind of leaning towards it not being that much of a distraction. So we'll see. Yeah, like my first thought is like I I think of like those pranks where like they set up like the the vinyl or I think it was like plastic wrap or whatever it is and like they just run right through or like and then they fall on their ass because they can't really see it I think of like something like that in a way yes which would be awesome I think it protects like so but uh I mean apparently I mean I saw one tweet and I sent it to you guys where it said uh most of the time you can't even see it so hopefully what he said is true but I mean have to see it to believe it sort of thing so all right. Well, uh, I'm excited to see what comes out throughout the night. Uh, is it just one night, Nolan, for uh, team member previews? 
Uh, I don't know for sure. If I had a guess, it might be two because, okay. I mean, more practice, the better. But, uh, yeah, I don't know for sure. But, I mean, as of right now, great reviews. Um, they're saying the Haunting of Hill House is, like, deadly. So, I mean, that's a great thing to kind of know. So, um, I mean, I'm just excited. I mean, like Nick was saying, like, the pictures and – just the fog and the scare zones and the atmosphere. It's, it's honestly one of a kind. And if you've never been, it's just a really cool experience. And even if like you're very terrified of sort of things like that, it's a lot less, uh, better than you think it is. It just, it's so, like, there's a reason why so many people go, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think I saw a tweet where it's been 600 and so days since the last night they've had horror nights so that's like kind of wild holy shit yeah yeah time flies in a negative way sometimes <laughs> all right yeah so kyle you have any any thoughts uh any of the pictures videos anything or with the houses questions i mean no they I mean they look good honestly there was that one picture you sent that had a bunch of um pumpkins there that looked really yeah cool. yeah yeah, it did look really cool, actually. That was, uh, what was it? Well, I think that was Wicked Growth, no? Yeah, yeah, Wicked Growth. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, and they had people going in, so, like, are those team members, or who are those people? Usually the way it goes with the team member preview is they give everybody that works there, what is it, like, two guests per team member to bring with them, Nolan? I honestly have no clue. <laughs> but that sounds about right, yeah. One or two. Yeah, and they also said, uh, to your point, Nick, with the uh, the guy with the noodle, um, I'm pretty sure I saw a tweet <laughs> where uh, they have the dividers back with the stupid ass, the 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 uh, things that come from the ceiling where you have to, like, move your hands or whatever they're called. I don't know. Oh, between each room, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. So. All right. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. So All moving right. on. Yes, sir. Uh, the other land, um, Disney <laughs> announced a thing that wasn't so great. Um, well, it is. Well, I mean, people thought it was great, but it turned out not to be great, which is a surprise. <laughs> Disney. Um, so, uh, Disney annual passes came back officially. I, I know me and Kyle talked about it on the last episode about the Genie um, app slash experience. So, obviously, this comes into play. And there's been four new passes, each with a very unique name and um, comes with unique prices. So there's been huge controversy regarding these. And uh, I'll kind of just do a little quick synopsis real quick to kind of fill you guys in. Um, so there's four passes. The So I'll just go in order by name and then I'll just describe each. So first one is the Pixie Dust Pass. Second one is the Pirate Pass. Third is the Sorcerer Pass. And the fourth one is Get Out My Way Add, the Incredi Pass. So, Jesus, oh my, this ad is really bugging me. So, um, the Disney Pixie Dust Pass, which is the very first one, is $400. Um, and it includes three park reservations and has, like, extremely bad black blockout dates mm -hmm. so that's the first one 
Um, the second one is the Pirate Pass, and that one is seven hundred dollars. Um, it has four park reservations. It's only available to Florida residents, and it has a little less on the block outdates. A uh, third one is the Sorcerer Pass. This one is nine hundred dollars. It has some like a little less block outdates and has five park reservations. Um, it's available to Florida residents and DVC members. And last but not least, we have the Granddaddy, the Incredi Pass, which is thirteen hundred dollars. Um, has no block outdates and can have park reservations. So, um, to kind of I, real quick, I just want to start start real quick, and then I'll let you guys talk. But I mean, the first thought that I have is I look over at Universal, and I see their prices, and I know that Disney has four four parks, which is I get it, but still, um, pretty much there's been huge controversy because pretty much the Pixie Dust Pass is the least expensive, but is super bad block outdates and just very, it's just not worth it, you know. So pretty much a lot of people are forced to buy the second one, which is the Pirate Pass, which is seven hundred dollars, and I believe, um, for that what it was before is I think an extra three hundred four hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken. And also, the huge thing that people are complaining about is the actual names that they use is there's, like, no order to kind of differentiate the names, whereas, like, say Universal, it's, like, Power Preferred, like, it's a lot more cohesive, you know? So a lot of people are complaining about that. Well, I had whatever the $300 pass, three, was it 3 4 I forget whatever it was, the cheapest or second cheapest one before they canceled them and the blackout dates that I, I could only go during the week i couldn't go during the summer i couldn't go i think in december it was pretty bad so really they haven't changed much with the blackout dates yeah so wait a second which which pass is available outside of florida um i believe let's see um the pirate pass is not um, the Disney Pixie Pixie Dust is not. <laughs> um, let's see, is uh, Sorcerer Pass uh is not. <laughs> so basically nothing then. The I think the only one is the one that's thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> so the only let's say you live in Georgia, right? Yeah. I think quite a few people in Georgia would have Disney passes because it's truly not that far away, especially if you live on the border. You're not going to get a $1,300 pass for a family of four or whatever it is. So you basically took everybody out except for the state. And guess who you pissed off? The people that it's available to. So I think that was a huge mistake, number one. Now, I heard that you can't even get the, the Disney photo pass with your annual pass anymore. Is that true? I think I've heard that as well, yeah. Then why would you even get an annual pass at this point? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Nick, oh, Nick, I mean, it's interesting you say that because last podcast we were talking about how Disney is really mistreating their their core group, which is the people that you know are the pass holders that go all the time. Right. Um, I mean, you know, it seems short sighted because I mean, this I know it'll make them a few dollars, but in the long run, it'll lose them a ton of money if people start dropping. Yeah, it's actually, I'd like to see where attendance is currently at right now. 
And also, like, I mean, I guess, you know, some people are, you know, are coming back to traveling. But, I mean, especially with the Delta variant, a lot of people are not going to be traveling. And so, like, the you know, the people that are local are the, their core audience right now, the ones yep. that are going to be going. And you would think with all this stuff going on, which is what they did before, they would kind of lower prices or at least kind of give some benefits, you know? But right. they totally just did a complete opposite, which is a little surprising in my book as well. I mean, what it signals to me is that, like, they're hurting in other areas of the company, which I know they are. Obviously, with movies, they're losing a lot of money, you know, not making, you know, the billions that they're used to, whatever, and they're trying to make up for it here, but it just seems, again, short-sighted and kind of petulant. One of the things really strange about Disney, though, if you really look at it, like, when you go to the parks or watch videos or whatever, they claim that the park or the brand itself is a quote-unquote family brand. Oh, where, you know, age is but a number, come and have fun, whatever. Most of the time when you go to the freaking parks, you see, like, young couples in their 20s, 30s, 40s. That's basically the demographic that goes to Disney regularly. It's not fucking a family of five because they're going to go broke if they go all the time. So I think it's just very strange how they're, they're approaching this. I mean, who who's going to pay $700? <laughs> Because that's the one that I mean, I mean that won't make sense if you're going for anything less. That you, well, you're wasting your money. Nobody yeah. gets money on that. I think the Pixar one. I mean, I have to look it up, but I think it's the one that you had before, which is what you said: just weekdays and a lot of lockout dates. Mm-hmm. So like you said, like that's pretty useless unless you, I mean, get available like that. You know. Does it and- say? If you get a discount on merchandise or food or anything like that, uh, uh, let me check if this article does. Um, be 15 at the least. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact number, but there's discounts, there's uh, park hopper options, there's parking stuff, and yeah, nothing like over the top though. Well, what's interesting to me is, like, if you compare it to Universal, like you guys were saying before, I mean, I have, you know, I have one for Universal, and it's very affordable, and especially, I have, the like, a middle-of-the-road one, so it's not, like, the biggest one like you guys have, and it's not the worst one, um, but, like, the way that it works is, even if I'm out of state, if I go twice a year, it's worth it, and I make my money back, and so, like, and so this is, you know, Disney's not going to have that, because it's so expensive, you know, just to get a pass. Mm-hmm. It's a very good point. Especially if you buy what? What was the most expensive? Thirteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Better go every day. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious to see um, with uh, Universal because I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm trying to find out real quick um, how expensive they are compared to. Disney. Um, um, okay, so the cheapest one at Universal is two forty. This is for Florida resident prices, so I don't know. Also with non Florida resident, but I think Kyle, you have the power one, correct? I do. Yeah, the power one. So power for uh for power is uh two eighty, two eighty. Um, preferred, which is I think what I have, it's three twenty. And the most expensive at Universal is four forty five for Florida residents. Oh. Just to put it in perspective. I mean putting it in perspective I get that, but like you said, Nolan, they have four parks. Yeah. So I yeah. guess 
I mean, that's plus water parks. Does it include the water parks? Uh, not no. The prices I said don't. Um, there's like an extra couple of numbers. Um, but usually, um, they're like ninety bucks more to a hundred, depending on the pass. Here, I I have the uh the other one, the one that's non uh, not park residents. So gotcha. Yeah, no, it's uh three forty nine for seasonal pass, three ninety nine for the power pass, four forty nine for the the preferred pass, and six twenty four for the premier pass. Right. So like Nick is saying, uh, people out of state just look at that, you know. And the most expensive one for out of state is six fifty or six. I forget six seventy. Six twenty four. Six twenty. Seven hundred dollars less than the Disney one. So it just those prices are going to shoot up when they get the the new park. Yeah, I'd be curious what they tweak them to. Yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah, it's I interesting you say too. that. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, but even so, I don't think it would be too bad. Um, I mean, it does depend with a lot of factors, but I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe around the fours, maybe like the. The one that Kyle has if a Florida resident was like two thirty, like if that, that jumped to like four, so like ours would be like a little over five, maybe. So so what's interesting is I pulled up the what they call the three park annual pass, which includes um uh what's the uh, the water park? Volcano Bay. Volcano oh. Bay. So, so I'm assuming I don't know, I'm assuming the the park the actual park will be more expensive. But here are the prices for the three parks that they have now. So it's four forty nine for the seasonal pass, five oh nine for the power pass, five fifty nine for the preferred pass, and eight fourteen for the premier pass. So that's probably what you can expect. Maybe a little bit higher for a third park. Yeah, which I mean, it is very reasonable. You know, I mean, with the technology and if they really execute as they they can, I mean, that is I'd still pay. You know, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than Disney. So yeah, like you also got to make their money back that they invested, though. <laughs> they got to make it somewhere. The new right. Buy food. I ain't buying food. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's the other thing. It's like I feel like there's people buy so many things in the park that you don't need to charge so much at the gate. You know, when they're in there, they're going to pay a lot for food and for merchandise and all those things. I think the biggest thing is Disney knows they can get away with it, so they do. And right. That's the tough thing. So, And it, it, it aligns with, like, Nick, we were talking last time about how uh, for Genie Plus, the new thing they're rolling out is you can pay $15 per ride to skip the line. That is steep. Yeah. That's a ripoff. And it doesn't even work for, like, the biggest rides, like Star Wars, you know, those Avatar, the ones that you really want to go on. Oop. So moving on to the other park again, other land. Um, <laughs> so uh, some not-so-great news came out of uh, Islands today that there are reports that the Jurassic Park Velocico Jurassic World Velocicoaster is uh having some difficulties. Um mostly being with the tires and the train 
and how hot they get from the summer heat and just the lunches and stuff like that. Nick knows a lot more with that stuff, but I mean, it's kind of wild that they just opened this in um, June officially and they're already having problems like this. Well, it's kind of interesting that you say that because I think I remember seeing somebody complaining about this when they were building it saying, why are they making the track black? Because obviously black is a highly absorbent color and then the fucking Florida summer heat is going to sweltering fucking hot because it's not covered by anything um so the 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 problem that nolan was alluding to is the wheel wear on each train and i don't know how many wheels are on each car probably uh, over 30 maybe i don't know that's a random figure but if you're having to change that every i don't know what does it say how often they're changing them i have no clue but they've been uh lessening the trains itself they've been having delays they've been doing a bunch of stuff i mean just from an expense cost if you're rifling through that i can't imagine even if you buy your wheels in cheap i i, I can't imagine them that being a i mean in bulk it can't be a cheap order so going through that is uh a big hit to their wallet which is something they were trying to avoid to begin with considering how expensive the ride was to build um, they're obviously going to come up with a solution. And somebody said, why don't they just paint the track a different color? Yeah, they could absolutely do that. But I guess painting it a neutral color, like if you painted it a beige or something that's that's uh, a lighter tone, it would probably be uh, unattractive to look at because it's kind of intimidating when it's a black steel coaster. Like when you walk up to this and you're like, oh, my God, I'm really going <laughs> to. So I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there's a material out there that they could commission to be made into a wheel to be, you know, that would wear less. I, I don't know what the answer is. I'm not on the engineering side of this, but I'm curious to know what what or if the solution is to this, because it's an interesting problem that I haven't thought of until Nolan sent this article. So uh definitely takes uh something into consideration now with uh when rides are being built, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I get. Sorry, Nolan, you did you want to go? Like when they built Hagrid's, they didn't have this fucking problem, right? Uh, well, they I didn't mean, have this problem, but I was about to say, Nick, they had a ton of problems. Remember when it first opened, they kept right. breaking, it kept breaking down, and they had to like delay it a long time. Yeah, but yeah. that it was just so advanced technologically. It's yeah, a, it's a story codes. There's a whole different. That's a whole different dynamic. Yeah, that was more so with just like technology and stuff. But when I went. Uh, two weeks ago, they had a, a decent, they had a delay or two, and I was like very confused. I was like, this just open, uh, it's sunny out, like, why is this delayed? Um, so that was going on. And also at the end, there was like this sprinkler system that was just like straight on rolling onto the ride, and I was like very confused. I was like, I've never seen this before. So I guess apparently they're trying to do that to help cool down the wheels. And apparently it's working a little bit, so I don't know if they're gonna keep doing this or or what. So it is uh interesting. Well, the interesting thing to me is like how big of a problem is this gonna be? Like, is this gonna be something that's gonna be like a, ma- a minor inconvenience, or is this something that's gonna take? They're gonna require them to shut down the ride and make some changes to it. I don't know. I mean, you gotta understand this becomes a safety hazard. Like, if they right. look, what happened with that Surfside? With that building collapse, a little neglect goes a long way. <laughs> um, I I think, you know, like Nolan said, okay, you put water on the track. Guess what goes up? Their water bill from constantly running another water source all the time. Even if they have their own water tank, you probably don't want to do that. 
wasting water unnecessarily is kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know, uh, but I'm really curious to know what. Yeah, and like Nick was saying, as long as it's safety precaution is great, and, I mean, they get some sort of solution, I think that's great. Because, I mean, you see, like, a ride like Rip Ride Rocket, where that ride has been – was amazing. And Somebody's really been thing. <laughs> and it has really gone downhill. And I really hate for a ride like this to kind of go down the same path because of a foolish decision to kind of just keep it open or, you know, like worst case, they got to do whatever you got to do, you know? So, cause it's so smooth. It's a great ride. It's fast. It's, you don't want it to be a worst experience. Right. And I think you just, you hit it on the head. Like it's not like, this is a great ride. Like this is not like fast and furious with all due respect to Pat. (laughs) I mean, it's not like this it needs to be, like, completely overhauled and is not going to be popular. Like, this is already popular, and it's going to be a great – or it is a great ride. So they just they need to take the care that it deserves, you know? Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> so uh, last but not least, history portion of the show. Um, so today is August 31st, like Kyle was alluding to earlier. And uh, – like last episode, um, Disney, where is the exact, Disney bought a a huge IP, um, I won't tell you the year because I might give it away, but uh, it's been, uh, it was pretty massive at the time. Star Wars? It's not Star Wars. Oh. Ooh, what about Pixar? Not Pixar. Nick, what do you think? I don't know. I'm thinking on this one. They bought a huge IP. They bought a huge IP to turn into a ride? A land? Uh, they they just... Uh, I don't want to give it away. Um, it, well, is it a company or is it like a, a, a franchise? Uh, it's like a... How do I describe it? Like, for instance, like Lucasfilm is like a company, but like no, you know, it is it 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 is um it's an entertainment company. Okay, it's an entertainment company. What the fuck? It's not Lucasfilm. It's not Pixar. Damn! What the fuck am I saying? Uh, it's an entertainment company. Somebody help. Uh, ESPN. Oh, that's no. it. Oh, I thought he got it. <laughs> I mean, there's a huge uh, one, you guys. <laughs> I'm thinking Fox, 20th Century Fox, but that's they just they got. Uh, I think you got it. Is that it? No, no, no. Fox, no. Uh, Marvel. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Oh, that is huge. Yeah. Holy shit. It was Marvel. It was in actually. You have a year, I guess. I think it was 2009, 2010, something Oof, like that. On the dot, 2009. Oh, boy, Kyle. Ah, thanks. I I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How much do you think it was? If Kyle knows this, I'll I know it because I I read the book what? from Bob Iger. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna take myself out of it. So Nick, no, you no. guess. Oh, all right. I guess. Um, I get a guess. I guess.
how big do I go? I don't want to go too big. I just uh, go <laughs> go bits or go home. <laughs> Is it more than a couple billion? Uh, um, maybe. <laughs> so that's. It, it's it's in the it's in the vicinity. Fifteen, twenty, ten. Uh, four, four. It's four billion. Okay, so it wasn't that much. Okay. No, I, I thought you think it'd be like, yeah, no, you think it'd be like a little bit more, but I guess at the time, mm-hmm. Marvel wasn't as that it is today. You know, like if it was yeah. Oh my God, that'd be... Well, when you think of it, so here's what happened in 2009. Uh, Iron Man 1 had come out in 2008, and then I think 2009 was The Incredible Hulk, which had failed. And so at that point, Marvel was nothing, essentially. I mean, Iron Man did pretty well, but not by today's standards. And then once they bought it, I mean, that's that's probably a lot to pay for that, you know, only that. And then when they bought it, you know, then, you know, The Avengers came, and that was a huge movie, and then obviously it grew up to what it grew to be. So technically they took a risk. Right. And they, yeah, I mean, they got it for a steal, they took a risk, and God damn it, did it pay off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now every movie makes a billion dollars. Jeez. Honestly, I thought it was a little bit later, because I, I kind of associated it with, like, the, the theme park of it, where, like, they announced uh-huh. the, the stuff like that, like, a little bit earlier. Like, maybe, like, 2015, 14, something like that. But 2009, like you were saying, is was at a time where it was really unknown. So it is uh, kind of wild to kind of put it in perspective. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, this podcast uh, is not the biggest fan of Bob Iger. <laughs> but he did he did make a few huge uh, acquisitions that grew Disney into the biggest franchise in the world. Or the no, biggest company in the world. He bought Marvel. Pixar, Lucasfilm, and uh, 20th Century Fox. Jesus Christ. Uh, It's insane. My man played a lot of Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. So um, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. Um, As always, make sure you follow us Instagram, TikTok, wherever add a For Your Amusement or For Your Amusement podcast. And also make sure you subscribe to us, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.